welcome back to the Wazi Media Podcast. My name is JR. I am the CEO of this great company. And thank you for joining us back on the podcast. We have a great guest today. But first, I want to tell you about Morning Brew. Now, if you're busy like me and uh, you can't keep up with the news all the time, uh, Morning Brew is a great email digest for you. It, it wraps up everything that's going on in the news with stocks, marketing, and uh, the top things that are going on in the world. For instance, uh, if you haven't been tracking in this week, during the week of this recording, about the Burger King PR fiasco in the UK, you're missing out. Uh, there's so much drama with that. And uh, it has great summaries that are easy to read for you to, to um, read first thing in the morning, about six, seven o'clock in the morning is when I get it. And then you can go on your day informed and ready to roll. So if you are looking for a great place to sign up for this email digest, just go to waza.media slash morningbrew. That's waza.media slash morningbrew. So today on the podcast, I am super excited to have Ellen Bravo. Ellen Bravo is the social media for is the social media manager for the Bo and Luke show. This is a podcast designed to inspire you to be, know, and do better. She's a former U.S. Army public affairs officer and a great one that I can personally attest to having worked with her and a graduate of the college at Brockport. You can find her taking photos of food, practicing her newfound hobby of embroidery, which I kind of want to talk to you about, <laughs> and exploring D.C. by bike or foot. Ellen, it's good to see you. How are you doing today? I'm good. Wow. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and my first time being a guest on a podcast. So no better what? place to start. <laughs> I am so excited that we are your, this is your first uh, guest appearance on a podcast. This is really neat. Yeah. No I'm pressure, like, right? No pressure. It's weird to be on this side of things. Normally I'm behind the scenes. Um, but I am really excited to be here today and get to talk with you. Awesome. Are, are, are you doing well in the midst of everything that's going on in this crazy world? I am. Hence the newfound hobby of embroidery. Um, you got to find ways to keep busy and justify the amount of Netflix you binge when you work from home, I guess. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I cannot complain. I have a roof over my head. I have a job and I have been able to work on some side hustles a little more than I think I would have been able to being in the office with the commute, those kinds of things this last year. So for our audience, um, a little bit of background. Ellen and I go back a couple years when we were working together in Europe and we had this uh, crazy long road trip that we did for an organization. Well, actually, I, my my organization, my team worked with your team. Yeah, We were kind of, I guess uh, another way of looking at it, uh, we were we were kind of the outsourced help to help your team be successful in, in your guys' campaign. Yes, and boy, did we need it. Um, I, you know, and I saw that you liked my post on LinkedIn today, um, sharing that memory Crowley, James Crowley had never seen a cow. And on this trip, it's just, we had two vehicles and you were with Max and mm -hmm. I was with James. And when he was like, I have never seen a cow, there is a cow. I could not understand that coming from rural Virginia, but this Boston boy, it made for a very entertaining drive. <laughs> And having grown up in 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 the farm areas of of, of California, uh, cows were all over where I lived in the Central Valley. So, 
Wow, for I, I didn't realize James was uh, quite the quite the city boy. Yeah, I, until that moment, I hadn't either. But now he's seen a lot of the world, a lot of cows, and certainly plenty of adventures ahead. Awesome. And uh, there were a lot of great adventures during the 30, 40 days that we, we were on uh, on this campaign together, uh, cross country uh, on this awesome road trip throughout Europe. So um, it was great to work with you. And I'm glad we kept in touch all these years. I am too. It's been really nice to see the adventures. And I mean, we're co-located again, um, but COVID has not allowed an, an adventure here yet. So hopefully here in the future. Hopefully soon. Um, Ellen, with Waza Media, our big thing is about storytelling and how the impact of storytelling uh, is it's really about communication through storytelling. So um, along with storytelling and how many times I can say storytelling in one sentence, <laughs> tell me your story. My story. All right. Well, I am Ellen, um, but I go by L for all intents and purposes in regards to how I do business. Um, and I'm a strategic communications expert with a passion for social media, but especially when it comes to helping new entrepreneurs and podcasters get their feet in the door off the ground, because I know that social media can feel very intimidating from somebody looking on the outside in. And so it's my greatest passion, social media, which sounds incredibly odd to somebody that doesn't enjoy it and finds it stressful. But I think you need people like me who find it fun, who like to track the statistics, the analytics, the campaign ideas, the trends, somebody that enjoys being in the space. Um, and I love the ability that you have with social media to influence an audience through strategic messaging. That fascinates me. The fact that you can connect with strangers that become friends, the way that you can influence people to make purchases, buy products, like things, listen to things. And I have been very fortunate to be in this space as a change agent, um, especially with the Bo and Luke show this last year, we have grown to a top 2.5% podcast in under a year. And that is because of the power, I think, of social media. Bo and Luke do a lot of hard work. I'm not taking anything away from that. These got some great guests, but I definitely think the change agent there is the endeavors we've been able to have on social media. That's awesome. And um, props to your dad for letting me be on the Bo and Luke show last summer. Uh, it was, I think it was in August, uh, I was able to talk uh, on the show about the 10,000 headshots project that I was able to participate in and um, giving free headshots to people who lost their job to COVID. So it's really, really nice to see the growth of the podcast grow to be a, a, a huge success. And a lot of it has to do with your work as the social media manager. If no one, I, I keep thinking about the quote, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it or something, well, how does it quote go? If a tree falls tree. in the forest and nobody is hears it, does it actually does it still fall? Does the tree still fall? Does, does it make a sound? Does it make a noise? Yes, yes, yes. It doesn't make a sound if no one hears it. Yeah. So if you have a good podcast, if you have a good message and no one hears it, right. was it a good message? And that's where you come in, at, um, amplifying the messaging, uh, doing some of the tactics. And we're going to get more into part of what you do with that a little bit later on. So. Um, Let's dive in a little bit more about what you do with the Bo and Luke show. But before we go into some of the tactical things that you do, um, I wanna talk about what is your goal, your overall goal when you're trying to market a podcast uh, and also for example, uh, the Bo and Luke show. 
at the end of the day, it's, it's listenership. Um, because like you've said, if you have great podcast and nobody is listening to what end are you podcasting? Is this something you're going to do, um, for a year, for, you know, 10 years, if you aren't gaining new listenership and you're not seeing growth, I mean, at the end of the day, you can podcast because you love it, but if you are in this to grow an audience, to grow entrepreneurial ambitions, revenue, anything like that, you need listeners. Um, and so for me, at the end of the day, everything I'm trying to do is to have more listeners, have more people invested in the Bo and Luke show brand, inspiring people to be better at the end of the day. And I think that that's something that we can all really buy into is that self-growth aspect that how can I be better in something that I'm doing today? And even if I can only influence one new person every day to do something a little different today than they did yesterday, then I have succeeded. One of my favorite things about uh, the Bo and Luke show podcast is that there's the variety of guests who've done a lot of great things. Um, they've done, uh, some of them are veterans, entrepreneurs, um, those who work in nonprofits, and they all have a great story to tell. And, and the snippets that I find that you're, that you're clipping always have that sense, uh, have great value. And it makes me want to dive in more in, into really it. So. And that is a huge goal is I, I took um, a social media course. Um, I try to listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about marketing and advertising, especially when it comes to the podcast realm. And if every, um, it's like, I think the jab, jab, right hook is something that a lot of people are familiar with. And if every time you're posting about your podcast, it's solely to be like, listen to me, listen to me, listen to this podcast, go follow this link and do this extra work, but you're not creating value added in the space that you're in then you're going to be falling on deaf ears. People are going to ignore you because they want to find a value that I want to share now, something that I can learn right now that piques my interest. Hopefully that's what you want, that they want to know more, more from this person. I can relate further to this guest, but if they just save that post right now, they share that post, then somebody else might be willing to do the work. Oh, you! I noticed you share content from the Bo and Luke show. What is that? I've never heard of that. And so some of the, and some of the things that have helped me get dive into other podcasts of interest is, is kind of the micro content. Um, so I, I, I visually see that there is a, there seems to be a strategy with taking the long form content of the podcast and you're cutting it into bite-sized pieces and you're putting into, into uh, digestible content, bite-sized yeah. pieces. I'm kind of saying the same thing. Um, <laughs> When you're, when you're doing that, what are you looking for the most? Um, the most, what I find the most inspiring. So when I listen, I always listen to the episodes in advance. Obviously that's part of my battle rhythm. And if I'm creating a quote graphic or a soundbite, every episode gets a quote graphic and a soundbite. Um, I, what, what can I learn? What did I learn? What did I go? Hmm. That's really interesting. That resonates with me. What would what do I want my listeners or our listeners to focus on this week? Um, and with us right now, see we have a theme every season, and so season two our theme is let's learn something. So when I'm pulling a soundbite or a quote for this week, I want you to learn something. I don't want you to just have a funny story. Uh, because that's not our goal right now. Our goal is to teach you something. And if you have a minute of your time or I have 30 minutes of your time, I hope that what we're sharing is still value added to your day. 
Now with the, you guys are on, on Instagram, you're on, are on Facebook, you guys are on LinkedIn. Is there a favorite platform that you feel gets more, more of the, um, gets more attention when you're putting these sound bites on? Yes. I definitely find that Instagram has been our greatest success. Um, and I do think that there's a part of that is depending on the space that you're in for the what you're trying to, to share. And to be quite frank, I think Facebook has not been any value added as a podcast, but Instagram has been great value added as a podcast. And I like the analytics and the insights you're able to see in a split second in the platform that is there. Um, but I do think that with LinkedIn, because it's a more professional based, and when you're trying to, sh you have such a high caliber of guests that we have been able to have, that is where they're very invested in their space. And so being able to write articles and repurpose content has been very successful through LinkedIn. Being able to share articles from other sources that we've you know curated that content to provide more information about being a mentor or feedback or something else that's relevant to the content that week, that has been more successful in the LinkedIn space. Whereas the sound bites, the clips, the tips, those little things have been more successful in the Instagram space. You bring up a good contact. Um, um, you bring up a good point about the context of the, of, of the, of what the subject is and uh, knowing where the audience lives and what goes on there is important. Um, I'm sure the same thing would be, a, if you had a TikTok, I'm sure uh, the content would be different if you were posting something uh, from the podcast on the TikTok than if you would be on LinkedIn. So uh, the context and the content do matter as long as it's contextual to the platform. Ooh, say that five times fast. Right. Well, <laughs> absolutely. And I think there's a huge difference. Um, and it's something that Bo and Luke and I talk about too, is I love social media. And so like, if I started a TikTok, you would see my personality reflected in that. But the personality that I want to reflect is that of Bo and Luke. And Bo and Luke aren't going to be making TikTok dance videos and doing that kind of stuff. And like, that's just not, that's not them. And so, but Bo and Luke are on Instagram. Luke's a, Luke's a great chef. That's his side hustle, side hobby, whatever you want to call it. And he loves to share the pictures of his food and the things that he's doing. And so if, if you have, in any case, if you have a social media client and they, it's not to their personality, if you try to force that, it's not going to be as successful. Whereas if I can embrace that Bo and Luke are already interested and already posting and already engaging and already paying attention in that space, then I can maximize my efforts there versus trying to force them into a space that they're not comfortable in and people will know it's not authentic. We started talking about the different platforms. I'd like to continue on with some of the, some more tactical things that you're doing to get, um, to amplify the messaging for the podcast out. Um, what are your thoughts in uh, using, or have you also uh, leveraged the um, uh, features of Instagram, such as uh, Instagram Reels or LinkedIn Stories? Um, have you experienced using any of those to amplify your podcast message? Well, yes and no. So we, on Instagram, we've not tried Reels. That is not something that I have ventured into. Um, 
I think I can tell that I'm getting older as I'm like, oh, these new, new things, new features, like, oh, I don't know. Um, definitely something I would love to try. We are about to close out season two and I'll have a little bit of a gap to test out some things and practice and learn some new things. Right now, I feel like I'm in a, a rhythm, um, but we do, I love Instagram story. I tried LinkedIn stories. Um, I actually ran a poll on my personal LinkedIn because I was not seeing any engagement, any viewership, any feedback, but we have over 1100 followers on our Bone Luke Show LinkedIn page and nobody is watching our LinkedIn story. And the poll came back with people telling me to keep that off of LinkedIn, to take your stories to Instagram, which is, I respect it. It's when you have spaces that are unique and they are known for those features, I think people are more appreciative of them in those spaces. Um, so with Instagram, we really just stick to the stories and the posts, um, trying to be more engaging in other people's content, especially our past guests, future guests, those kinds of things, and commenting and making sure we're present in those spaces as well. But um, reels, reels will be for another time. Stay tuned. <laughs> And that's the fun thing about social media. There's always a new feature or a new platform that's coming out. So it's uh, it's the never ending process of testing and uh, finding out, does it work? Does it not? Let's find out. I think that's fun. Um, speaking of features, I think it was this week where Instagram has a new feature. They do. Where you can have rooms. I saw that. It sounds similar to another platform that's very popular right now. That's I wonder. So interesting. I wonder. <laughs> you know, it would be. We've talked about this though, um, Bo, Luke, and I, because normally um, pre-COVID, people would podcast live, and you can go on podcast tours. And so, if you're in that community or in that space, you're aware of that. Um, for anybody who's never heard of that keep an eye out because podcast tours are coming back. And if you, I think it's an amazing concept, um, but you can't do that right now because of the pandemic. And that's understandable, but we have actually been talking about ideas of ways that we could integrate guests because we have some guests that you're like, wow, if Rob knew Lisa, this would be an amazing conversation that we could leverage forward. Like they, they have such cool uh, personalities that we know would vibe. How can we bring them together in a space to give something new and fresh to our audience? Rooms on a platform we're already on that we already have a following. That sounds like a really clever concept that we could really amplify. It's too bad Instagram really didn't come with come up with it in the first place. I know. How, but. <laughs> however, the thing that I think Instagram has done is take things and made it, I don't, I almost don't want to say better because it, it, it feels like a ripoff. Yeah. Um, but they're able to cater it for a particular audience and let it grow because they have the, they have an audience that they have attention and they're able to deploy that feature with a large amount of people. So they can, they can do all the testing that they want. I hope they finally get that I hate the shop button. Oh, it's, and why did they like, I will never understand that change. It's the worst. I also find it very infuriating, a little side note. So because I do do social media management, I am logged into multiple accounts, all on the same phone from the same device in the same space. But the updates to the accounts, it's not based on your device. So I have features in some accounts that I don't have in others. Like I can't put a picture 
on a picture in my personal account, but I go over to a business account that I manage and I can do that. What? Why? It's, it's the same thing with the, the different features. Story features uh, are different depending on what different account you have. It's not the same across. So um, when I'm doing a story on my business account, I don't have all of the font features. Like I want to do the, uh, the background in black and white and then the text in white. It's different from my personal account than with the, with the Waza Media account. And then I also manage um, the on the side, the music, the YouTube channel slash Instagram uh, for when my kids and I play on, on Saturdays. They're all three, all three of them are different. It is a social media manager's nightmare. It is. It's not all the same. It's not. And it, I don't think a lot of people realize that it's not device dependent. It is literally account dependent. I want to go back to the point you made about experience. Uh, I understand that the Bone Luke show has gone to video. So congratulations. And Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I love the background because um, for, uh, for our listening audience, uh, the, the backgrounds look like Bo and Luke are in the same room. <laughs> yeah, that was a really clever. I told them they should do it though. So it looks like they have like the same banner, like Bo has half and Luke has the other half. So it almost looks like they're sitting in the studio, like right next to each other at the same table. And then it's like a Bone Luke show banner behind them. So we'll see. That might come in the future. <laughs> so, so for our listening audience, to um, think of when you have when you have three people on a Zoom call, and uh, normally what happens on Zoom, you have the top two, you have two people on top, and then one on the bottom. That's usually how the layout looks like. So Bo and Luke are at the top. The guest is at the bottom. And so uh, it, it I, I think it's genius and how they did the design. I, I think, think it's great. They are very clever. They're very clever. And so with going to video from, for instance, when I was on the podcast in August, it was audio only. What, um, what prompted the change to go from audio only uh, to, to video? I wanted to see more success on YouTube. Um, so I, one thing that I'm really big into, um, I read a book by Kathy Fayok. Um, she's a former guest on the Bo and Luke show. She's a book coach. And her book was blog to book. And it was about essentially repurposing an existing blog into a book. And it was gifted to me because at that time I was managing a blog. And it, that concept really resonated with me because why are you making more work for yourself by trying to create new content when you can repurpose what you have? So one of the big things that we wanted to do coming into season two was we want to be successful in our YouTube channel. And we weren't seeing that by just uploading the audio with a graphic, no matter how clever I could get with the graphic or waveforms or whatever, it just wasn't working in the YouTube algorithm. And so uh, one of the thoughts we talked about was why don't we take the video recording? Because we had people ask like, oh, can I watch this? Can I watch this conversation? And I, for me, I don't want to watch the conversation. I want to listen to it on my podcast app. So I had to take a step back and be like, oh, well, it's not going to hurt to try. And if our guests are okay with being recorded on Zoom, they're already there. It's already, it's no extra work. The audio is already being recorded. All I need to do now is just upload that conversation into YouTube. And it has been a game changer. Abs we're talking hundreds of views every episode on YouTube compared to two or three, unless your guests really amplified it on their own space. 
that's awesome to see that you saw success and it came from a part that you wanted to solve a problem. And then as a social media manager, you were able to test it and you're able to see results. Absolutely. So I think that's yeah. awesome. I, I have found, and it's all because of the YouTube algorithm. So anybody that's, you know, if you're listening and you have a podcast and you want to be successful on YouTube, I get that there are algorithms that if you don't quite know how they're working, they, you can't be successful. And so when I look at our statistics every week, I can see that it's YouTube suggested videos is getting 80 to 90% of the views. Whereas before we weren't being suggested. So just that flip. And then I also played with it a little bit because I was curious if I gave you a sneak peek at the beginning of like coming up, hit you with content right away, as opposed to the introduction into the video based on having watched some other people, I was like, this makes more sense. So now our viewership time, we have, we are retaining our audience a much longer period of time. YouTube acts differently than traditional TV. And that's what a lot of, uh, for instance, in the, in the public affairs realm where we, we used to work, where um, we've got legacy broadcasters that have been taught the old way of, of doing videos. And they're having, they're having an issue trying to put stuff on YouTube. And then this kind of goes along with what we talked earlier about what, what about how the content is, is received by the platform. Mm -hmm. Every platform, uh, every user behaves differently on each platform. So if you try to take TV and try to put it on YouTube, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be well accepted. So definitely need to cater the, the, the content to the platform because we have the almighty YouTube algorithm <laughs> to go towards. Yes. No. And I, I would, my biggest recommendation would be to play with it. I mean, I think of how much change we have been able to make by experimenting with different things. And you, as long as you're doing audits of the platforms that you're using, you will be able to see what's being successful, what's not, where you should be focusing your efforts. Because um, one simple change based out of a conversation of like, let's give it a try has completely changed our performance on a single platform. Ellen, I want to move from where the Bo and Luke show is now because it's grown a lot and it's had a lot of success. Uh, I want to take you back to the beginning. Okay. If you, with the knowledge you have now, and if you go back in time to the beginning of the Bo and Luke show and you had no budget for marketing the podcast, what are, what would be the number one thing you would focus the most? Number one. Um, hmm. Number one thing. That's a stump. Not narrowing it down to one. Um, we, we can broaden it. Down. Let's, let's make it broad. To broaden top, it. Top, three. I, top three. Okay. So top three, I would say personal, personal mistakes that we made in social media in hindsight. Um, I would say, number one, use your free trials of everything. Don't feel obligated to purchase premium, professional, et cetera. Free trial, the free resources that exist. That's a free trial of Hootsuite, free trials of Canva, Wave, you name it. Use the resources that are out there in their free capacity. Do not feel obligated or pressured 
because until you are having a budget and financing things, you can do so much with the free resourcing that exists right there in front of you at your fingertips. So that would be number one, use the, maximize the free resourcing. Um, number two, I would say, focus your efforts on a single platform. So when we came out the gate, we went straight into three different platforms. We went to LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. As a solo social media manager, trying to learn how to navigate managing and broadcasting a podcast in a space, which was something I was unfamiliar with. And if you have familiarity and you have that, that's great. But as, if you have no experience in it whatsoever, pick one platform and get really good at that one platform. Focus your efforts in one space. I would recommend Instagram personally, just based on the success that we have seen and the resources and the tools, the way that it really grows. I think it better correlates to a podcast but you have to want to be in that space and like spending time there. Um, and then I would say engagement, like a lot of authentic, organic engagement. You will see a lot of, I mean, you get the DMs, I'm sure most people on Instagram of these buyer followers or these robots and all of that stuff. And I would say upfront, just engage with people, be willing to set aside 30 minutes a day and go comment on people's stuff in a genuine way. Send them a message. Find you can find guests. You can find listeners. It does just go engage and connect with people as your real self, and that's how you'll start to grow your audience in an authentic way. So those would be my I think the three things. If you're just starting out, you're not have you don't have a budget, you don't have money, and you want to get your podcast out there to the world. I like the engagement part because if uh, that that's that probably stirs more conversation about um, about the topic or that it, the inspiring part that you found that was inspiring the podcast that you're looking to bring people in and uh, through the micro content you're trying to feed them over to either uh, the podcast link uh, on Apple or Google or Spotify wherever the podcast is at and also as an alternative version the video version right so. Um, the one thing I do want to bring back up is uh, the point you made about number one was the free, uh, the free stuff. Uh, this is not a, this is not a paid plug or mm -hmm. anything, but uh, I remember reading a, a press release, I think in, in the last week or so, where Anchor.fm has now done an integration with WordPress, in which they will transcribe your podcasts for free as a blog. So if you upload it onto anchor.fm, you'll get a free blog site out of it. So that's another free resource for our listeners if you're, if you're looking to get into the podcast world. And I, I, there's definitely a lot of advantages of having a written version of your podcast for people that are out there. Um, the first thing that comes into mind is uh, for those who want to speed read through everything. But the other part is uh, the SEO, being able to put metadata into your blog and to go by the topics and the, the quotes and the words that are uh, transcribed from that podcast. Uh, this is, and at, for, at the price of free, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, not to bash Anchor because we use Anchor, but I will say the least they could do um, is offer because unfortunately 
I think if you need if you need free and you want free, that's great. But Anchor does not is not compatible for analytics support for majority of the advertising websites. So if you are looking to generate a revenue stream and you cannot support what you're wanting to charge people because you can't prove to them how many listeners you have, it's incredibly challenging. So I would say for anybody looking to start a podcast, Anchor is a great place. Take advantage. And I think transcribing your podcast. I mean, we do it where we started a blog ourselves because I'm, like I said, you never know who you might reach in a different way. And the content is already out there. It already exists. You're not, you're, it's a little extra work, but you already listened to the episode. You already have all of the information, but I would keep that in mind. If you intend to seek out advertising opportunities, you need a different hosting platform for analytics support. Oh, that's good to know. And, uh, for the those who are growing a podcast, you might be up in that in that realm one day. If you if you follow the things that Ellen has talked about during this podcast about uh, setting your goals and getting this micro content strategy out, so that way people will get to know that you have a great podcast and you have a great message, you could be at this point. Just you got to listen to Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and learn. I mean, and share your tips because we're all learning. We're all learning. So if you learn something and it's successful for your podcast, please send me a message. Send me a note. Let me know. I want to try it too and see if it works for us. Because, but I would say, like, just because it works for Joe Rogan doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So be mindful of that. Like, and I would also say, be patient. Like, somebody like Joe Rogan has been podcasting for over a decade. You can't expect success overnight. It takes dedication and of the millions and millions and millions of podcasts out there, there's only 370,000 that have uploaded a new episode in the last 90 days. And I got that from a Buzzsprout pod guest on a podcast. So like it's facts, <laughs> it's hard facts like just a few weeks ago. So I think there's a lot of people who they burn out, they don't have a vision, they don't have a plan, a strategy. Um, and so don't compare your social media success that you see in the first 90 days, six months, a year to somebody that's been podcasting for 10 years. Side note about Joe Rogan. Um, I have to, so I listen to Joe Rogan, not through an audio form, but I access his podcast on YouTube mm -hmm. and because I hate his background so much, I, I have to put something else on. So that's <laughs> that's my thing because I can't stand the way his podcast studio looks. The audio is great and I'll yeah. listen to it, but I will not watch it. I can't stand how the studio works. I can't, I hate the lighting. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I just can't. And when, it, he, when he first came out, <laughs> right, he has all this money. Yeah, like it's funny. But he's so, probably yeah. not every, I mean, you are a very visual, creative, I mean, even photography background. So visual space is something that's going to be in your forte. Somebody that just picked up a mic that doesn't have that eye, they're not thinking about it. And unfortunately, it doesn't sound like anybody's advising him either. <laughs> so Joe, if you're listening, just fly me, fly me to Austin. I'm here for you. Ellen, it's been great talking to you. We, we learned, uh, I think our audience and I have learned a lot about what you do with the Bo and Luke show, uh, talked about the journey um, and given some great tips and uh, a lot of value about marketing a podcast. Um, is there anything else you would like to share with our, with our audience? 
Um, yes, we have new episodes every Thursday. We're about to wrap up season two. So um, I'm not sure when this will come out, but we usually have a few week gap between seasons. So use that time to listen to past episodes, but bear with us every Thursday. Um, you can find us on Instagram at The Bowen Luke Show, LinkedIn, Facebook at The Bowen Luke Show, also at thebowenlukeshow.com. And if you are interested in being a guest on the show, feel free to send us a, a message on any of our social media platforms or a guest request through the website. And having been a former guest on the show, it is a great time and it's very enjoyable. Bo and Luke are awesome. And if you send me a DM and you mention this podcast, I'll send you some free merchandise. Merch. Oh, that's awesome. We got some new stuff. So I'm excited to start sharing. <laughs> Thank you, Ellen. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was a great time. Thanks for listening to the Waza Media Podcast. If you found this podcast helpful, please share this with a friend and give us a review. It only takes a quick moment. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms at Waza Media. That's W-A-Z-A Media. And if you're looking for an agency to help you take your business to the next level, please visit our website at waza.media to schedule a consultation. Thanks again for listening and tune in next time for the next episode.